everybody welcome back to draco's den i know it's been a while since i did a podcast but i have had a number of issues come up so i'm getting to today's show and today is just going to be a bit of an update show on what i'm working on and maybe some of what i'm going to do in the future on the podcast here um as well as some updates on the kids and life in general so let's get into it um main thing we know my my big you know career path really is as an author and it has been i don't know about two years now at least since i put out my last book maybe three i don't know um but i've been working on a couple of different projects and I am finally ready to release one of them. So, my next release will be a poetry book, and it will possibly be the only poetry book I ever do, because I'm really, it took a long time to gather these poems, and I'm missing a few. Um, These are poems that I have done pretty much over the past 11 or 12 years. up to today and it will cover my life because it's the only thing I really do poetry about I don't do I don't wax you know poetic about nature or anything like that it's always something personal to me I've always used poetry as a means for me to kind of vent when journaling um I personally never thought they were all that great originally but other people have read them and tend to love them and as I was looking back over them and in the midst of you know promoting uh, you know Kia's work and submitting a couple things for her second book um, I decided it was time for me to go ahead and, and branch out a little bit and give give this a try as we know I really only write fiction specifically fantasy you know, romance, LGBT stuff. So this will be a bit different for me. But I took some time. I gathered all the poems that I could find because I've actually lost several somewhere in the process of one of my moves. Um, Most of the ones I I know that I lost are older, so they would have been lost in between moving back from North Carolina to St. Louis way back in 2011, give or take. Was it 2011? It was 2011. Um, so, but I did find a good deal of them, and I felt that these poems, in addition to ones that I've done in recent years, would show a better story, you know, kind of telling things that I've gone through in my life than I could ever try to do in a autobiography, because I can't really write about myself in that way. So... This book um, will kind of, I mean, for me it was therapeutic, but it can also be viewed as kind of a study in dealing with bipolar depression, honestly. Um, These poems are a little all over the place. So I will tell you the title of the book is I Haven't Forgotten Anything, I Pushed Past It, My Story in Poetry. And... A lot of different phases of my life will be covered in this from 
you know, old romances beginning or relationships beginning to their downward spiral, the ending of them, the aftermath. There's, you know, some poems that deal with me and some grief for losses I've had in the past. There's, you know, dealing with some of my trauma, dealing with a lot of my depression, my self-esteem, my self-image. Um, and then, you know, to be a little bit more uplifting, there are poems about when I kind of find myself or, you know, have remembered my own worth, my self-esteem is a little higher, um, and on parenthood and a little bit of spirituality and stuff like that. So, at this point of recording, um, I am simply waiting on the cover to be finished. And then I will submit the entire thing for publishing and it'll be available on Amazon. Um, since as of right now, all of my books are only on Amazon, I am going to keep it that way because I don't feel like formatting it separately to release it everywhere else at this point. Maybe with enough demand, I'll consider it, but Amazon was where I made the bulk of my money anyway. So that's why I pulled the books from all the other platforms. Now, that being said, that, that book is done, except for, like I said, the cover. Um, I have two other books in the works. Now, I, I don't know if I've mentioned it on here, but I've mentioned it on my social media. The next book in the Dragon Hunter series is titled Adonis. That is the next book that will come out from that. And probably the next, but I'm also working on the third book of the Coven series. Kind of alternating back and forth, depending on which mood I'm in. You know to write at that point so I've been bouncing back and forth getting new ideas the story has been playing out and my goal is to release both of these books by the end of the year so you know to kind of make up for the lengthy break in me releasing work and also just because I'm inspired enough to do so I'm gonna to try to release three books by the end of 2021 that's the goal um, now, a couple of other updates. Um, some people always ask about how I'm doing with the kids, you know, being a part and all that. Um, I have only recently, you know, in the past couple months, I've been speaking to my 17-year-old, who will be 18 in June, by the way. Um, I guess he decided he's less pissed at me now. So we have been speaking. He is alive and not in jail still making some mistakes and while I would love to be able to halt him on the path of making said mistakes it's not really possible he is almost an adult at this point and has a bit of a self-esteem issue that's very hard for me to try to help him through especially from a distance um and you know, at last check, while he's still working, despite some issues with getting fired from one of the jobs that I got him, um, he did get another. He's looking for a second, and he's trying to get a place, which he's 17, so in case you're wondering, no, that's not really feasible for him to do on his own. But he does have a girlfriend who is 18, and he gets to experience what it's like when you move in with someone and it's only their name on the lease. Especially when your relationship is fairly toxic and abusive. 
on both ends, not just not hers, not just his, on both ends. Um, but all I can really do is try and give guidance when he asks me for it at this point. So we're on fairly decent terms, and I guess it'll stay that way. I mean, it's a little harder for me to piss him off from a distance, so not impossible. I can work at it. I, I can pull it off, but we'll see. As for my 14-year-old, um, unfortunately, he had to be moved from the facility that he was in because the facility that he was in had some shady shit going on and some arrests were made and they're having to shut down, so he had to be moved. I actually spoke with his caseworker today and he will have to be moved again within the next month or so, give or take, because the facility that he's in does not feel that they can handle... In particular, his, uh, what is it, endometriosis, or whatever you call it, his bathroom issue. Um, so, unfortunately, I have not been able to talk to him very much in the past couple weeks since he's moved, because this facility supposedly gives him two days uh, in which he can make calls, and none of those goddamn calls have been to me, except for one a few days after he got there, and that one was only because he was with his therapist at the time. Probably because he threw a bitch fit. Just going to be honest. He's not very happy there, and I, I can't really blame him. He's out of St. Louis. He's back in the boonies some fucking where. And, you know, dealing with being taunted and made fun of again. So, I am attempting to just kind of deal with that entire process at this point. Um, as for my youngest child, he is thankfully still in the same home that I took him to when I left. Um, I guess his foster dad kind of softened up and he hasn't had to move yet, but he is still in the same situation that he was in before in that, um, his fucking sperm donor and birth giver are not doing anything that they're supposed to do to get their children back. And when I left, he was supposed to go live with the sperm donor. That was the plan. That was what the court had in mind. And it still hasn't happened because sperm donor can't even do basic shit such as allowing the state to come in and inspect his home the same way they do for all of us that are being foster parents. They want to know that the home that these children go to will be safe, not just because, you know, just send them there just because they're the biological father. Unfortunately, that's really not helping matters very much because, I mean, he's as inconsistent as he ever was. And birth giver technically showed up for his birthday back in November, which Lottie fucking died, but I mean, she's not doing anything that she's supposed to do either. So he's still in the same home and I'm in I'm in touch and keeping myself involved so that when they finally decide that the bio parents aren't worth shit, finally, you know, I can step in and try to adopt him. And that's about it for the kids. Now, I want to very quickly address a couple of things with the podcast itself. Um, the reason for the long break in between shows is, and I'm calling a few people out here. I'm not calling you out by name, but you know who you are. It is very simply the fact that I've had three different recording sessions scheduled with three different people to continue the series that I had previously started and none of the fucking three of them have been available at the time that we previously arranged 
or you know gotten with me to make a time to arrange whatever so here's my deal with this i am always open to having guests on the podcast but i do treat this fairly professionally i understand that we all work and we work on different schedules so that means normally that means you know i'll have to work my schedule around someone else's in order to record that's fine but if i've done so and i've set aside the time to record i would appreciate it if said individuals would be available at that fucking time and if you're not going to be available at least give me a valid reason why and for the record i forgot or you know um i fell asleep or oh i need to make time for this those are not really valid excuses for me just throwing that out there i run my show as professionally as i can obviously i have quite a bit of fun doing this but when it comes to recording when i schedule it i expect it to be done when it's fucking scheduled now if emergencies come up that's one thing but if it's just oh well even though i've been promising to do this damn show for i don't know three four weeks and I decide that I can't do what would be, you know, most beneficial and be available at a certain time to do said show and make sure that I am in an area where I can just record straight through. This is where we begin to have a problem. So, having said, I am not going to ask people more than once to be to do a show. Period. I'm going to ask once, and if you are unable to do it that once, I'm not going to remind you that you agreed to do the topic at any other fucking point. One time, one time only. That's just the way I'm going to have to do this. I run my podcast the same way I run anything I do as an author, as an editor, proofreader, all that shit. We, we run this like a business, and we're going to run this with some degree of professionalism. Okay. If anybody feels any type of way about this, you should already know what I'm going to say. I don't give a fuck. Because I'm annoyed that three separate sessions that were supposed to be done on a topic that I was fairly interested in delving more into have not been done. And the excuses I get have been bullshit. So, that if you notice for a while, maybe there aren't any guests on here or there's a different guest than the ones that are frequented or whatever the fuck. Now you know why. I don't appreciate being stood up. And I don't want to hear anything about, oh, well, you know I'm forgetful either. Fuck you. Because when you ask me for help doing your shit, you're not very forgetful then. You're only forgetful when it benefits me and doesn't apparently or more evidently benefit you. And I'm done with that shit. Now, that being said, as far as future topics, I have been requested frequently, of course, to do wrestling by those that are wrestling fans and for whatever reason enjoy hearing me rant and absolutely bury the shit out of the current product. I'm going to make a couple of, of concessions to this. Now, again, I don't particularly enjoy wrestling and I make no promises that I will ever watch AEW ever again. And I damn sure am not paying for a pay-per-view. Ever. 
ever. I will not give any form of fucking money to Tony Khan. And in case you thought I'm being a little biased, I'm not giving any money to WWE either. I'm not subscribed to the network at this point. I have not watched any of their programming. Although, there are at least things on the WWE side that I can watch and fucking tolerate. But, since I was requested, I'm going to very briefly touch on one matter of wrestling from a couple weeks ago from AEW because I was asked about it. I'm going to touch on it, and then I'll discuss how I feel about doing anything wrestling-related in future shows. So, AEW did their pay-per-view, whatever the fuck it was called, Revolution or whatever shit, dumb shit it is. And the, the main event was the world title match between Jon Moxley and Kenny Omega. Kenny is the champion at this point, which is fucking stupid in and of itself. But... It was an exploding death match or something. I don't know. Something with a fucking ring was supposed to explode. Look here. Here's a problem. Since somebody specifically, Cartwright, requested that I comment on that dumbass match, I'm going to comment on it. It was stupid from the moment that Tony Khan decided this was the direction he wanted to go. You already run a promotion that when casual viewers accidentally stumbled across it wondered what the fuck was this cosplay WWE shit which I believe is a quote from somebody's tweet and why half of your roster were wrestling why so many of them look like fucking small children and who the fuck most of them were the only ones they knew were Cody Rhodes and Chris Jericho and they were wondering why Chris Jericho was still wrestling and why he's so fat kind of rude he is about 50 years old now and they were just wondering when cody started wrestling again because nobody knew fuck all about cody after he left the wwe that was a casual fan okay so when you're already running a promotion that is still i don't give a fuck how much money you and your daddy have the underdog in this arena because wrestling isn't what you do Shouldn't you try to maybe deliver on the promise you originally made to give us a sports-based presentation instead of garbage match bullshit? So, and you hype this shit up. You hype this shit up for weeks. You talked about how great it was going to be and how excited you were to do this stupid-ass match type that never works. So, lo and behold, we get to the pay-per-view, and... Fuck the match itself because it it was it was bound to be shit. Let's face it, Kenny Omega's the drizzling shit as a wrestler. I'm never going to stop saying that. And John Moxley is nowhere near as good as everyone thought he was in WWE because apparently I'm going to point this out. Vince McMahon is a lot better at presenting the good and hiding the the really really bad qualities of a wrestler than Tony Khan will ever be. And clearly, John Moxley has never had any actual concept of psychology, realism. And despite the fact that he could work, obviously he was halfway decent in WWE. Once he's given free reign to be himself, all he knows how to do is this garbage deathmatch bullshit. He can't even, in the confines of a regular match, manage to stay in the ring. Every match he goes outside the ring, and every match that I've seen him in, or heard about, or listened to a review of, he's gone outside the ring, been out for far longer than a 10 count, has to brawl through the audience and all that shit, because apparently, he forgot that wrestling is supposed to take place in a goddamn ring. 
Like, yes, you can go outside, you know, here and there, but if the damn match is a regular match, you have a 10 count to get back in. Stupid! So when you take this dumb fuck and put him in the ring with another dumb fuck who thinks he's the greatest wrestling artist of in the world, which is bullshit because what the fuck is a wrestling artist, idiot? Also, you suck. You, you suck in the ring like you're athletic, but you actually suck as a wrestler. Clearly, you've never been trained, which is why you do stupid shit. Like every time you hit the ropes, you point at it. You finger pointing fuckwit. Getting sidetracked. Anyway, point was, um, you put these two dumbasses in a match that has never really gone off well. Even ECW, which started this trend that you all have for hardcore matches, couldn't pull this match off. And you have a bigger budget to pull this match off, and you managed to fuck it up. Because what everybody that watched this shit was the most pissed about was the fact that they had hyped up the entire night that the act, the ring was going to explode at the end of the night regardless of who won, right? It's supposed to be a big explosion. It's supposed to be a big dramatic finish. That's, now, discounting the fact that that's entirely fucking stupid, and you have to know realistically that there's no way they're going to blow a motherfucker up in the, in the ring for real. Although there are some promotions that would try. And frankly, I didn't put it past Tony Khan to try because why the fuck not? The ending, after, of course, Moxley loses because Kenny Omega has to stay champ because for some stupid fucking reason, oh, I know, he's one of the VPs and Tony Khan's a moron, they think this is going to help them. So Omega has to retain, fine dandy, whatever. You were pretty much in a shit shit situation anyway. And there had to be a bunch of fuckery in it, so it couldn't, obviously it couldn't be a straight out thing. And if you want to say, well, Kenny Omega's a heel... I'd argue that he was always a goddamn heel because he's the shits and he's just, he's annoying. He has an annoying, punchable fucking face. But then, after all the fuckery, the good brothers or whatever the fuck they call it, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson call themselves now, come out and interfere and all that shit and they beat the crap out of Moxley and all this shit. Some point, Eddie Kingston gets involved. I don't really give a fuck. Point is, Moxley loses. The ring's supposed to explode. Yeah, they apparently ended it a little bit too early. So there was like three minutes left where Moxie just has to, for the first time fucking ever in this company, lay there and sell. And it's supposed to explode. So they have Eddie Kingston come out and throw himself over him. And, you know, like it's going to be some big thing. And then he just lays there like he's dead. But it's just like the most pissant, like, sparkler effect of pyro. Like they skimped on it or ran the fuck out because they used... I don't know, fucking 75% of the fucking pyro anyway on Cody Rhodes' entrance later in the fucking, earlier in the fucking show. The effect wound up being, you know, about as effective as a sparkler on the 4th of July. You know the little sparkler thing, firework thingies that you hold and you wave around like it's fucking wand and it's stupid, right? That's apparently what the ending was. So if you want to know my thoughts on it, that's what the fuck you get. That's what the fuck they get. Because, why would you do this match? Yeah, you had to have the obligatory rematch. Moxley had to, you know, put him over a second time. What the fuck ever? What was the need? Where, where is there ever a need to do an exploding death match? Something where the ring has to literally explode. And then you spend the entire night hyping up the fact that at the end of the night, the ring itself will actually explode. 
I mean, if you were going to do it, you could have at least made it one of those fucking cinematic matches, and then you could have actually blown it the fuck up. Because you could have done everything with graphics, and no one would have given a flying fucking shit. I mean, you know, oh, maybe because you already did a cinematic match, you felt like your main event shouldn't be one. Here's the deal. If you're doing a main event match that has a very high probability of being fucked up because nobody else has ever managed to get it done right, maybe you should just rebook your show. Maybe think about doing something different. Why did they need an exploding death match? Why couldn't it be something simple? A regular match for once. How about this? How about somebody actually address the fact that John Moxley can't obey the basic fucking rules of wrestling? And make his rematch one that says, hey, the referee is under direct orders to enforce the fucking 10 count and rope breaks. So if you are out of the ring for more than 10 seconds, you fucking lose and don't get a rematch. That would have gotten me actually interested because then we'd have to see, can John Moxley actually stay his stupid ass in the ring and only go to the floor for less than 10 seconds? The answer is apparently no, because only under WWE did he understand that that's a fucking rule. But, you know, this company buries the hell out of its referees all the time. So, Cart, you wanted to know what I thought of this match? is fucking stupid from the start. Shouldn't have ever been booked. If you had to have these two dumbasses go at it, just make them do a regular match. I mean, if you want to do a specialty match, throw a ladder in there. Just throw a fucking ladder in there. And if you needed a way to write Moxley off, which clearly you didn't because he's back the fuck on TV, just beat him up with the ladder a lot. I don't fucking care. Just do something that makes sense instead of the dumb shit that you insist on doing. Although I insist, I like my idea of actually doing a standard match and explicitly stating that the rules of wrestling must be followed, i.e. 10 counts outside the ring, 5 counts to break on the ropes, and all that shit. Disqualifications, count outs, all that shit should count. That would be interesting just because it's like somebody's finally pointing out the fallacy that is what everyone thought Moxley was versus what he is. That being said, let's address future shows here. So, since some of you love my wrestling reviews, I'm going to meet you somewhat halfway. Now, again, I'm not ordering nobody's pay-per-views. I'm not paying for none of this shit. Not in essence. However, the NWA did make its return, and it is on the Fight TV app. And it's only $5 a month to subscribe to them. So, if it's only $5 a month to subscribe to a wrestling product that I genuinely like, I'll watch and review that. And that gives me something interesting to say. And yes, I'll still bury the parts that I think are stupid, because NWA is not perfect either. But, it's a much shorter program to watch. And it actually focuses on wrestling. So I'm willing to watch it. Now, you may ask, what about the other wrestling products? Well, I'm going to run down the list for you. You can't fucking pay me enough to ever watch Impact Wrestling. So if you thought that maybe that would be a thing, let me just go ahead and kill that idea. Hell no. No, I've watched the clips online and seen just how far they've fallen. And if you thought Impact Wrestling slash TNA could not get any worse than it was under the Russo era... Can't believe I'm saying this, but it's a hell of a lot worse now. At least he didn't have motherfuckers, you know, he didn't do fucking murder mysteries as the end result of a fucking wrestling wedding. It's the only bit of credit I'm giving Russo on this one, but hey. Shit is shit. 
Um, I would be willing to watch Ring of Honor because they, during the pandemic, have gotten a little bit more serious and, and kind of kept it as sports-based as it's going to get, and I'm okay with that. So I would be willing to watch them, but I don't have a regular TV thing, so I'd have to work that out. Um, MLW. I will watch when it's on YouTube. If there's something interesting going on, if they continue doing like they used to do, I would be willing to watch that because I actually liked MLW. Obviously, I said I would watch the NWA. Um, I like that one. I, I, I just and I'm hoping that they get themselves back on track, even though they've lost several of their big names. But I ain't watching AEW. I would consider it, if and only if, and I have not checked to make sure. If you know they air their reruns on Hulu, then I would consider it every now and then, just for shits and giggles, just to have something to bury. Don't count out. Now, as we know, the WWE stuff is on Hulu. I will consider watching some of it. I will, however, say I do not intend to purchase or um, watch WrestleMania this year. I know they split it into two nights again, which I'm a fan of because they should have been doing this shit because the shit's too goddamn long. However, that would require me to subscribe to either, uh, I guess, to the Peacock uh network thing whatever app and i don't want them i don't fucking want them i i'm just not that interested um my interest has been waning in wrestling in general over the past few years and i just don't want to i don't want to pay for the shit i don't want to pay for it so i'm not going to watch it and again i'm, I'm not i'm never ordering an AEW pay-per-view i just no 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 Somebody else want to order it? Fine. But me personally, I'm not... No. I don't like torturing myself that much. I may occasionally watch one of the WWE shows as I'm interested in certain storylines. The Roman Reigns one has been interesting to me since it started, since his return. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I dig Drew McIntyre, although I hear some less than favorable things about that one match with him and Sheamus, but whatever. Um... And I like some of what I see go down in NXT. Of course, I, I personally think that the women's division is still better in WWE than the men. They're, the women are the one thing that they have that's really far and above everywhere else. Them, you know, They're better than the men in WWE and they're better than every fucking thing over in AEW. But that's not enough to make me order a pay-per-view at this point. Or, you know, subscribe to an app so that I can watch a pay-per-view. That's just, yeah, I, I got enough coming out of my check, you know, each month. Anyway, I don't want them. Now, if some donations come up, I'll consider it. And as the new features here on Anchor that will allow me to give specific perks out uh, and, and determine subscription levels, when that part finally rolls out, then I'll definitely consider this a little bit more. For the time being... I will do intermittent uh, wrestling reviews, mainly on NWA because that's the one that I know I'm going to like the majority of. Maybe WWE and AEW only if it's on Hulu because I have an account on that that's already paid for. And I have a little bit of time here and there that I might devote just for the sake of cussing about some stupid shit. 
Beyond that, I don't have any particular topics lined up for the next several shows. I'm going to work on that one. Um, I did want to point out, though, that I do have the ability for to do some live shows. So I will be doing those on an app called Stereo. So you can find me on there if you happen to already have it, the same as you find me everywhere else. My, you know, my name is Draco everywhere, and it's Draco's Den is my username on there, same as it is on the podcast. So I will be doing some live shows there. Uh, the one thing with that is I have to have a guest in order to do those live shows. So I'll either have to line up a live guest or I'll have to come up with a topic and let them randomly assign me somebody and just see how far we get in the conversation. Who knows? Um, and all of those live shows will be uploaded the same as these shows here. It's just that that one will be live and I ain't editing shit. I'm just going to put it up here so that it persists for people to listen to. So, that being said, um, that's pretty much all I had to discuss here. Just kind of keeping this show pretty brief. Um, y'all know the usual. If y'all have uh, topics to suggest suggestions questions whatever you can send them to me on my website dracosden.com or on twitter instagram facebook at dracosden all spelled the same way as the podcast here and if you have the urge to donate to keep things going highly recommend it and you can use the donate option either on the website or on the description of the podcast which will take you over to anchor where you can donate that way that being said, I'm going to go ahead and sign off here, and I hope everyone's doing well. hope some of you have gotten your uh, COVID vaccine, and, and hope all of you are still wearing your damn mask and using hand sanitizer, washing your hands, you know, being sanitary. Be safe, everybody, and I'll talk to you next time.